The Athletic. Hello, I'm Ian McIntosh and welcome to the Football Manager Show by The Athletic, the podcast that's taking its Newcastle save so seriously that after 30 hours of gameplay, it's only played two competitive matches. On the show today, we're joined by the big guns of the YouTube scene currently gearing up for what I think is the biggest network game in Football Manager history. We've got the unexpected return of the book club, the feature that I'm fairly sure only I really miss. And we've got your letters, loads of them, as you react to the arrival of the FM22 beta version. First of all, though, a little bit of housekeeping. If you like the show, subscribe to the show. Then you never miss it. And why not give it a rating or a review? When you do that, it fires up all the little algorithms. It sends us shooting up the charts. We're in the top five for leisure podcasts this week. And while I know we'll never beat Gardner's World and we'll always struggle to match those guys at Critical Role and their amazing Dungeons & Dragons show, you know, we have certain expectations. At the very least, we can give those bastards at the Royal Horticultural Society a good kick in, right? Yeah, so subscribe and rate and review. Do all of those things and we get bigger and bigger and bigger. And speaking of big, and with the thoughts and prayers to producer Steve as he tries to coordinate a five-way transatlantic online conversation, let's find out more about this massive network game. Because have you ever played a network game? Honestly, I think it's the most fun you can get out of Football Manager because there's no hiding place. You link up either with one person. I believe technically you can link up to as many as 32 people. You'll have seen me and Alex playing together in various places, Rangers and, and, and Celtic and Schalke and, and Stuttgart. And you basically play at the same time as someone else. And the reason this is great is that that when things go wrong, you, you can't just walk off in a strop. You definitely, and I'm sure none of you would ever do this, but you definitely can't cheat. There really is no hiding place. It's the most compelling way to play football manager. Let's find out more. First of all, on line one, we have Jack, also known as Work the Space. Hello, Jack. Hello, yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. It's delightful to have you here. On line two, we spoke about his excellent Glory Hunter challenge on the pod a few episodes ago. It's Ben, also known as Dr. Benji. How you doing, Ian? An honour, an honour to be here. Wonderful, wonderful to have you here. It is a second appearance on the pod, which means acquaintance of the show status. It's Zealand from New York. <laughs> Hello, glad to add the transatlantic to the the title of this video. It, it just makes us even bigger. I mean, I, I love the fact that we've got lots of guys across this fine country of ours, but we add in your fine country as well. And we, we become international. And making up the foursome and making his third appearance on the podcast gives him official friend of the show status. It's Kevin Chapman, also known as Lelujo. Do I get some, time, some kind of certificate or something now? I'm oh, you get more than that. You get more than that because producer Steve has been very busy. And this is how we're marking this auspicious occasion. Welcome to the executive bathroom, sir. Welcome, Kevin. How do you feel? How have I come back three times? I don't understand. What, what was that? That was amazing. That, that's what we're doing with all the new budget we've just landed. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's amazing. Let's crack on here, because if you're not on Twitter, 
and you don't follow these things, you might have missed this entirely. But basically, you lot are the Avengers, four of the biggest YouTube football manager sensations out there, and you're coming together for a giant network game. Kevin, let's start with you because you've got the keys for the bathroom. Whose idea was this? It's something we've all talked about doing for years, and it's just one of those things where it's pretty difficult to get us all in the same place at the same time as you've probably found trying to set up recording this podcast so we've always talked about it and then we've kind of got to the point over the last few years where we've gradually one by one all gone full-time doing this which has given us a little bit more time to line things up and all be ready to to actually commit to it and we just decided that this was the year it's a group effort I love it. Jack, work the space. Work this space. What's the challenge? Where are you all managing? I don't know. Can I reveal this? Is this an exclusive? Oh. It is, yeah. Go on. We're going to be managing in the Premier League. Excellent. <gasps> Excellent. Never been, never been done before. <laughs> did, did you pick your own teams or was there a sort of grand draw moment where you just got to sign them at random? Here's the thing. We haven't done the grand draw yet. Oh, even so- better. We have a short list of teams, which is now escaping my mind. So I'm desperately looking over at the others to drop the hints here. Dr. Benji, what are the parameters? Are you going in at the top of sort of Man United, Man City, or is it completely wild and free? So, so we've got to try and make it as even as possible. I think there has to be, I think if we have one player as Liverpool, another as Norwich, it probably would be slightly unfair. Uh, so we're going middle of the road and trying to avoid Newcastle because they've got somewhat of an advantage these days. So we're going for Wolves, Aston Villa, Everton and Leeds, where we think squad-wise, budget-wise, they're around the same area. That's a pretty good spread. Uh, Zealand, wh- one of the biggest issues with playing network games is getting everyone in the same place at the same time. How often are you guys going to be recording this and, and how often will we will we see it? Oh, we'll be doing it live, which I, I guess makes that even harder to answer. But the original plan, and well, obviously we'll see how this works, is we're going to do it once a week, all four of us live on Twitch, playing the save for four hours. And if I may, I'm pretty sure it was Ben's idea. And I, I loathe to give Ben credit as much as the next guy, but I'm pretty sure it was Ben's. There's a reason that all of us went, hey, Ben, can we say what we're what, what teams we're doing? That's kind of a... I think Ben was the one that eventually kind of pulled it together. We had all talked about it because it just sounds fun, though. I probably wasn't invited to these original discussions. <laughs> no, I, li- I like that you tried to take- I like that Z's giving me that credit because Kev tried to take credit as if it was a group project, which I thought was really, really admirable of him, but false. <laughs> Kevin, are there any rules of while you're playing it? Are the time limits set on? So you don't want a Twitch stream where we're all watching one person hunt for left backs for two hours. Hey. See, this alarms me. This alarms me a lot because I, I've got something of a reputation for using a lot of the presets and pressing continue a lot and quick picking. And I've seen Zealand streams and I am terrified that <laughs> I am going to be spending a lot of time just saying, come on, Zealand, come on. I just knew I knew you were going to target me. I feel <laughs> discriminated against. I'm offended. I, I'm offended. <clears throat> okay. Work the space, Jack. Have you played a very visible network game before? And are you ready for the scrutiny that you're going to be under? Well, me and Ben used to do these years ago when it was just the two of us. You know, it used to be quite a romantic kind of intimate thing. And then he went off and had a kid and stuff and all these other responsibilities got between me and him. So we've we've been waiting for this day. But no, I'd like to claim that I've been more successful than Ben when we've played against one another. Would you? I feel like, you know, he, he's got a bit of a reputation to try and salvage going into this one. Ben, have, have you had a, a tough time of recent saves? 
Well, the thing is, I, I, I'm really delving into mental warfare. I'm not that interested in whether I win the game or not. You know, I'm, I'm very much interested in who, who can I destroy on a more sort of metaphysical level. And I look at Kevin, he's weak. I look at Z, there's an army in front of him, which you have to get past. And with Jack, as I say, there's a there's a rivalry there. There's dynamic rivalries, but we've, me and Jack have got one that goes back years already, which is the danger. I suspect I will be successful, but I think it'll be more of a challenge when, again, you're playing with the time restraints of Zealand Shannon, which is always a, bit, a fun battle. You're obviously all used to playing this game in public, but speaking from bitter experience with Alex Stewart recently in our Bundesliga Challenge, like the, when it goes against you, we all know this game really goes against you, but you can feel very, very naked out there. Zealand, I promise I'm not picking on you for any reason here. But, <laughs> I'm still know, trying are, to figure out what metaphysical means. I just uh... <laughs> are you are you ready for for what could either go very well or or could actually go very wrong? Yeah, I I'm ready for it at this point. The streamer showdowns definitely help prepare you for the look. Sometimes it's going to go really well. Sometimes it's not. But given that I've actually won a showdown, I feel like I'm going to be able to handle whatever actual metaphysical nonsense Ben's going to try and throw at me in this situation and uh, probably just just swat it away. I am fully aware that if I lose, it then passes as a commentary on the soccer knowledge of my entire country of 330 million people. (laughs) So I need to uh, I need to probably deliver draped in the color of my my homeland kevin what sort of preparation can you do for this you obviously all play football manager quite a lot but i mean you personally are you going into this thinking i've got a tactic i know it works and whoever i manage that's what i'm doing see i'm glad zealand's brought up previous streamer showdown winners because as a six-time winner of the streamer showdown i kind of feel like i can just turn up and win these lot they're not ready they're just not ready if ever there was a clip of this interview that's going to end up getting pulled out and used again i I think i think that was it um jack you've got a hell of a reputation for for your your work on football manager how do you respond to that sort of bravado from kevin i mean i'm used to it coming from kevin how many times is it kevin with the streamer showdown you like to put in your twitter name maybe six times how many did you win jack uh i've lost two finals which i think you know none then the, the disappointment is what forges you. And I think this is a very different arena to do battle in. No, to be honest, I think it's going to be very awkward when three of us are all playing in Europe midweek and Kev's just sat reading his chat, you know, during the week when he hasn't got a game. <laughs> well, I mean, this this does raise an interesting question. And, and Ben, as, as you appear to be the leader of, of the group, I don't know if that comment will cause you any problems. <laughs> what does happen if the worst happens and someone gets sacked? I've got a list of candidates lined up, Ian, that could come in easily. I could drop any of these three, frankly, as the, da- as the dad of the group. It, it's, crazy. It's, it's good for Kev to bring up the stream of Showdown, because, of course, he's not competing in FM22, um, so I get to make that decision. <laughs> so, Kev, can we six, until we've all got six, Kev, you'll be back in after that, I think. With the four of us, there's already quite a good, because of the things like the Showdown, and because we've done a lot of network stuff together before with the Showdown, there is already this rapport between the four of us. So if, if someone does end up getting sacked, I think we either give them the opportunity to apologise profusely and and then maybe take over somebody else or we send them out to the free world of, of the market of management and see if they can get a job in League Two while we all delve into the, the realm of the Premier League. That could be quite fun too. We had a game when I was editing the set pieces. It was me and Alex Stewart as Celtic and Rangers and Alex actually got sacked as Rangers manager. We had to bring in Matt Stanger, who's now at Joe, to replace him. But Alex didn't want to leave 
and it got a little bit awkward and eventually he took the Dumbarton job. It was a bit of a pity party at first and then we were trying to be really encouraging and loan him players and stuff but do you think you guys will be able to behave with decorum and dignity to each other should someone end up managing Southend United? No. Absolutely no. not. No. <laughs> uh, no. Not even, not even close. <laughs> Zealand, I mean, you're all prodigious vloggers, um, but as this challenge goes along, can we expect to see sort of supplementary content on your own channels about this? I imagine so, yeah. Well, yeah, you're always in the market for the sort of stuff that people want to watch that is easier to make. And if we're already playing this game once a week, then being able to make a bi-weekly or monthly update on, you know, this is what's happening in the the greatest online network save of all time or, or something that's going to be uh, hopefully a video that people enjoy watching and something that uh, we're able to put together in a good way. I will say that Kev has won six streamer showdowns, but this is going to require a lot more skill because you actually have to play the entire game. You can't just, you know, shake your acorns <laughs> and plug in a couple of drafted players. We'll see about that. Oh, yeah. You get you have to play the actual game. I happen to make tutorials about it. You might have noticed. <laughs> Kevin, how do you respond? I can play the actual game. I win Champions Leagues and things. I know what I'm doing. And to be fair, I've watched Zealand's tutorials and I don't know that you should be bragging about them. <laughs> Kev, uh, when you play, if you, if you are the, the kind of person who rides the continue button like a pony, absolutely, you're going to find yourself with, with a lot of extra time here. Could that be a benefit in some ways? Would you find yourself doing things you wouldn't ordinarily do? I think I'm going to have to find something to keep myself amused while I'm waiting for them to catch up. So this might be the time I learn things like how to do trading, how to do tactics. It's probably the worst time for me to be experimenting with with these kind of things when I risk losing against any of this. Like, oh, never let me forget about it. But the alternative is sitting there waiting for everyone else to press the continue button. So I think I probably am going to have to delve into parts of the game that are currently alien to me. Benji, I think it's the biggest football manager network game that's ever happened. You guys know the YouTube scene way better than me. Am I right? I think you are right. I don't, I don't think we've had... When you look at how many people watch us on a regular basis and how many people will be, be watching us concurrently when we stream it, I think it probably will be the biggest. We've sort of all grown quite a lot in the last couple of years, and Z's, Z's the biggest example of that, really, in that suddenly there are a lot more eyes and, and I dare say a younger audience who have got this idea of what football manager could be in this online way of playing I think is is quite attractive to a lot of people especially us and, and the showdown sort of proved that over the last couple of years too and hopefully we can we can feed into that a little bit and give people what they want to see so while it's going to be hopefully one of the biggest things people have seen it's also going to be one of the best things people have seen if we can find the mold between the both of those that'd be great Jack, where are we going to find all of this? When are we going to find it? Give us some details here. So we are going to be streaming on Thursday evenings, kind of UK time. We start next week on the 11th once the full game is out. And as uh, has been mentioned, it's going to be happening kind of on the weekly few hours. There'll probably be supplementary content and like recaps, you know, during the week. And I'm sure there'll be tweets slung in the direction of one another in between the madness unfolding. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the sort of big brother confessional sections like in between the episodes when people are like look i know i've lost three on the spin but i've got a plan here can can we expect some of that jack i mean from kevin maybe i'll be just gloating you know <laughs> champions league first season it's gonna be great all right as we wrap this up i'm gonna ask each of you for some predictions kevin first of all who do you think is going to finish top out of the four of you this season and who's going to finish bottom if at all 
I mean, based on previous form, I've got to believe I'm going to win and Ben's going to finish bottom. Zealand, who's going to be top dog? Who's going to be runt of the litter? The only thing I'm going to agree with Lelujo on here uh, is that you got to back yourself. Well, you shouldn't be playing if you don't back yourself. So I, I think I'm going to win. doesn't matter which team we get. Looking forward to figuring out that I'm going to get leads for some reason. The team that's going to finish bottom, I think, uh, is going to be Jack, and he'll just get in his like animated van of sadness and ride away. Ben, same question, but have you got the same confidence? It's not going to sound like it. I would, I think Jack will probably will be top out of the four of us. Jack's played a lot, and Jack's a nerd when it comes to four manager on a level that Z thinks he is, but Jack really is. Uh, so, I, so I think, I think that's a compliment. No, it's a compliment. It is a compliment. You, I, I've said it with love. So I think Jack will probably will, will top the group, and then it will be a battle between Kevin and himself on whether he'll manage to continue the whole network game throughout the entire season. If we get to a second season, then I'll be impressed, Kev. Honestly, really impressed. And Jack, finally with you, you've had the opportunity now to find out what everyone else thinks. Whether that will influence your judgment, I don't know. But who's going to be top and who's going to be bottom? I think whoever gets Leeds is going to do quite well. Leeds are just dominant in my save game at the moment. So yeah, whoever gets Leeds, I'm going to back. Uh, As for losers, I think, you know, Kev by the end of the first season might be doing quite well keeping Peterborough up in the championship. Haven't been sacked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, is is there a name for this project? Z, Z coined it, I think. Zealand, you coined it before, and I like the sound of it because it sounded very grand. <clears throat> I do not remember what I said. Okay, good. We're a professional outfit. Uh, <laughs> I think you called it the, the, the biggest Football Manager Network game of all time, which I was for. I'm in. So, the first stream will be on Twitch. After it's been on Twitch, will it appear on YouTube as well? Yeah, in some form, I think, across all channels. I've got the live channel, so it'll just be on there forever. Thursday, 11th of November. Follow that and follow Jack. Work the space. These guys are all very easy to find because they have massive followings on social media. Follow Dr. Benji. Follow Zealand and follow Kevin Chapman, the Lujo. Get involved in this. We're going to be uh, keeping a very, very close eye on this because, as I say, no one has ever done anything this big in this space before. It's going to be really exciting. From everyone at the show, guys, good luck. Kev, do you want to say thanks, Kev? Because you'll need need that, Kev. (laughs) Yeah, you need it, Kev. I don't need luck. Luck is for losers. I'll be fine. (laughs) That's brilliant. That's the biggest football manager stream ever. Find it all over the internet. You're listening to the show currently known as the Football Manager Show by The Athletic. More on that soon. But did you know you can get a very special deal on a subscription to The Athletic? Yeah, probably. Uh, I mention it every week. But I always think that there must be one person out there who hasn't taken advantage yet. The person who says, oh, get around to it, some undisclosed point in the future. Friend, disclose the point. Make the point today. Type theathletic.com forward slash fmpod into your preferred electronic device and avail yourself of this offer. The content is strong in this publication. The coverage of the chaos at Spurs, the uncertainty at Newcastle. Oh, oh, that's writing worth paying for. And it's not just football either. If you like your NFL or your NBA or your MLB, there's stacks of that sort of thing. So, type theathletic.com forward slash FM pod and sort it out today. Ah, welcome back book club. God, I've missed you. And I'm probably the only one, but I do love a book. Boy, have we got one for you today. 
It's The Immortals by Arrigo Saki, and you have to read it. Now, just on the off chance that we've attracted anyone in the audience under the age of 25, I'm fairly sure we haven't, anyone who's saying, like, who the hell is Arrigo Saki? You need this book. You need this book in your life. I don't want to go overboard here or over-exaggerate his influence, but particularly if you play football manager, Arrigo Saki is basically one of the old gods and you must worship him every sunrise. He's a shoe salesman who starts out with a tiny local team in the 1970s and through hard work and consistent success, he rises to the top of Italian football. He revolutionises the tactical landscape and he creates an AC Milan team that most people would consider to be among the best club sides of all time. And this book, written with the journalist Luigi Garlando and translated by Mark Palmer, tells the story of that side. And there's no fluff. There's no lengthy chapters about what he was like at school or how he met his missus. He just goes straight into the big stuff right from the start. This book draws on his diaries from the time. There are some lovely shots of his notepad and training schedules. It all gets very Alex Stewart at times, but it is absolutely and irresistibly compelling. It's all about philosophy, taking a starting point of wanting to fight for the ball, establishing a tactic of coordinated pressing in a time when pressing wasn't fashionable. It's about unfurling a strategy that would restore AC Milan to the summit of the European game. It's about clashing personalities. It's about managing up and managing down. It's about football management. And it is so good, I swear you will be physically itching to start a new save within the first three chapters. It is The Immortals. It's published by Backpage Press, who also published my own football manager, Stole My Life. But you know what? It is such a good book that I would honestly rave about it, even if they had rejected my manuscript and scrawled appalling slurs about me on toilet walls. Get it now. You really, really will not regret it. The Football Manager Show, part of the Athletic Podcast Network. It's time for your letters, your emails, your messages. As always, you can contact me at imacintosh at theathletic.com or I'm on Twitter, Ian underscore games. Producer Steve, busy show today, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just taking a bit of a big breath, if I'm honest, because um, <laughs> I thought that would be an absolute nightmare, but it was lovely and the gents are all very lovely and polite to each other, which we'll see if that lasts as the challenge goes on. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It's nice. It's it's all strawberries and rainbows before it gets going, but I reckon they'll be at each other's throats in no time at all. Absolutely. You know, the, the, this show, this whole show could just turn into a soap opera where like one by one they turn up to denounce each other. I'm really <laughs> looking forward to it. Get, absolutely. Get yeah. Absolutely brutal. So how have you been? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Very good. I've just got back from Manchester uh, where I've been on a, a secret mission with TIFO, uh, testing out some very exciting virtual reality software, Ooh. which is so good that when I went on it and tried it out, I was completely crap, uh, which is exactly <laughs> what I'm like in real, fo- in real life. But Paul Scholes goes into the office and he has a go on it every now and then. And apparently he's so good, he just blows everybody away. So it's really good. Rezzle is a, the company name, Rezzle in Manchester. So Keep your eyes out on TIFO. I mean, you should be subscribing to TIFO and TIFO IRL on YouTube anyway, because their stuff is so amazing. But if you like seeing a middle-aged man humiliate himself, <laughs> uh, boy, have we got a show 
coming up for you. What have we got in the mailbag? First out of the mailbag is Chris Cassens, and he is asking about, well, let me read what it says. I want to ask for some advice on short throw-ins. Now that long throw-ins have been nerfed, we're all going to have to figure out how to create chances from short throws. Do you have any suggestions for a good short throw-in routine, or should I just keep launching it into the box? I would say, based on on what I've played, because on my Newcastle game, which I'm treating like a real job, I've been managing the under-18s and the under-23s. And what I've found is that at the lower levels or where players are tired, that long throw can still cause absolute carnage. It seems a bit wayward. I have seen one player just throw it straight off the pitch. (laughs) Um, which which might just be a beta version thing or it might just be an idiot. I would not give up on long throws just yet. If you are doing the short throw, it's a balancing act. If you do it quickly, there's more chance of giving the ball away. And if you do it short, you're probably going to keep possession. One thing, and I think I saw this on a Zealand video to give credit where it's due, is the opportunity to overload. So if you've got a throw in on the right wing, get your left winger to come short. Um, because you'll obviously have your nearest central midfielder and one of your fullbacks, maybe a striker, kind of within the vicinity. But you can get more people from the other side of the pitch and just give yourself a few more options. But say so it's very, very early and the beta version isn't the final version. The, the match engine will probably get a few tweaks yet. But yeah, for now, don't give up on the on the long throw. So wouldn't it be amazing, and this is for people far cleverer than, than you or I, if you know how a little while ago Arsene Wenger was talking about rather than having throw-ins, having kick-ons, wouldn't it be amazing if someone could modify a situation where we could do that in a game? They must at uh, SI headquarters than the castle they have in the Carpathian Mountains. <laughs> Probably already had someone work on that just in case. They're very organised there. They like to like to get ahead. Who else have we got? Jamie Willis has uh, written in to say, Hi guys, big fan of the show. Listen to it every week and your great FM content is keeping me up to date. With everything. I know Kevin, aka Lelujo, was on your show the other week and every other week beyond that. Now he's official friend of the show, of course. And he was mentioning the Gagan Press in non-league basically being nerfed. But I managed to get my beloved Stockport County promoted, but no further than that. I'm also having trouble selling players or offloading them. Are you having a similar issue in this year's edition? So with the Gagan Press, I had a like a create a club game going in the Scottish second division and it was hilarious. Even after a pre-season, they were absolutely I was getting red hearts before half time with with some of the players. They were getting torn to pieces. Um so congratulations for doing well on Stockport. I'd imagine Stockport are probably better than my Macton Town who replaced Albion Rovers in Scotland. But yeah, you have to be so, so careful with with rotation and with the, the consistency of the press. It's well worth having a second tactic, like a much more sedate keep ball kind of set up so that if you need to just play out 20 minutes without draining your players, you, you can switch to that. But yeah, well done on Stockport County. Having trouble selling players? I haven't played it enough to know yet, but I haven't been able to sell anyone from my Newcastle team just yet. I don't know if if that means anything but um if you're listening and you've had problems too uh, let us know and we'll see what's going on there sean duffy has written in and he has sent us a quick little screen grab of stats from Trent alexander arnold on an online save he's doing against his friend carl and currently after 13 games Trent alexander arnold has 15 goals slash assists and as sean puts it this is absolutely draining the life out of me so he's written in to ask how is this possible so ian please 
tell us all. It is absolutely possible. If Carl, it sounds like this is what Carl has done. If Carl has got Trent Alexander-Arnold maybe on an overlap and you've got an inverted winger in front of him drawing men away and leaving him in space, Alexander-Arnold's a, a brilliant player and in an attacking team like Liverpool where they are going to score a lot of goals every game. 15 goals or assists in 13 games, I think I, I think that's more, more than plausible. To be honest, I think it's probable. You got up your game, Sean. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure that's what he was looking for, but there we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough love sometimes, Steve. Tough love. And then we've got uh, Tyler Fernandez, a name I haven't seen in a while. What, what's he got to say? So Tyler says, I just wanted someone to share this with since I don't really know anyone who plays FM. Well, we're all here for you, Tyler. Now, obviously, this will go back to the community challenge of a few episodes back, which is probably still seared into your subconscious, Ian. Sweet Jesus. He simply says... Sunderland are finally Premier League champions. Oh, well done, Tyler Fernandez. Yeah, that was our community challenge from last year. Where everybody just suddenly started as Sunderland manager and we wanted to see how it went. How it went is that I think half of all players were sacked within the first six months. Probably another half of those who remained eventually lost the will to live. <laughs> but there were a few scattered heroes like Tyler Fernandez who ploughed on and on and on and won the Premier League. Tyler, you made it. You made it. You're the one we think about. You're the one we want to be. <laughs> uh, if you've got anything you want to say, any success that you want to, uh, want, to, want to brag about, then get in touch. It's iMacintosh at theathletic.com or it's Twitter, Ian with two eyes underscore games. And that's our show. The last show of Series 3 Brace yourself for a few changes next week as we give the place a lick of audio paint and celebrate the arrival of the full version of FM22. Your producer today was Steve Hankey. Your guests were Work the Space, Dr. Benji, Lelujo, and Zealand. And I remain your humble and obedient Ian McIntosh. The Athletic. <laughs>